G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Every now and then you come across ambitious mission projects that are underway and bringing amazing blessing to remote tribes in developing nations. Well, one to draw attention to today is almost ready to launch in Papua New Guinea reaching into villages that don't have easy access to outside civilization apart from a river barge. Right now, Australians are in training to drive a river barge to transport goods and services up and down a river in Papua New Guinea. Jim West is director of this project, and Jim's joining us. Hello, Jim. Welcome along to 2020. Good morning. Jim, Great to be with you. Jim, missionary interests, uh, this is like a sideline for you. You do this on the side with the business that you do. Give us an insight in here as to how you're working this barge project. Uh, well, Neil, we've, uh, we've been working on this project uh, for 10 years. I'm, I'm retired. Many of our people working on it full-time are retired. And uh, we believe God's given us certain skills and gifts, and we're trying to... Uh, develop an uh, infrastructure project which will affect the lives of about 25,000 people in the middle Ramu area. Okay, let's talk about this geography. Uh, we're talking about the north side of Papua New Guinea for listeners who've got an image in their mind of a bit of a map of PNG, uh, as a town of Medang. Uh, how do you actually get to this river to be able to access these remote communities? Well, first of all, they're from Medang. That's a 250-kilometre road trip. Now, I've done that road trip every year for the last 10 years, and on average it takes me 12 hours. So that just gives you some indication, and it's not a bitumen road or fast-travelling road. We get to the edge of the river, which is called the Ramu River. It runs almost parallel with the Sepik River. A lot of your listeners would have heard of the Sepik. But we, we run parallel with that, and it is a shallow river. We, our barge is being built to go uh, handle, and it floats in 600 mils of water when it's got 20 tonnes on it. And we have to go 120 kilometres up the river, and then we start work and build an airstrip and then a road for 17 kilometres to a Bible college. This is an interesting aspect you're talking about because once the missionaries have been there, and they have for a long time, I think you said missionaries first arrived in this particular region 50 years ago, but if you're going to have infrastructure projects being built in that area and for the benefit of the growth of the Christian church there, you have to have some way to sustain that and doing something hand-in-hand with a commercial pursuit is going to benefit that community in a missional way. Uh, how, does the, how does the commercial side of it work? Was, it's always a challenge, isn't it, to, to uh, help our, our fellow Christians out and trying to develop the, the gospel spread in a region, but it also has to be uh, supported. And so what we're trying to do is mix a, a business uh, enterprise of uh, transport business 
to take uh, food in because the only food they have is what they grow. So just say rice and canned fish to help their diet and then help them to develop so we can then cart out the produce that they do grow that they can sell. And so this is a kind of a, uh, a dual access way of looking at it that we have to make it self-sustainable. We've uh, given ourselves 10 years to make it self-sustainable um, by uh, trying to develop businesses uh, and teach them how to increase what they can do to actually turn over some dollars. So it's always a challenge, uh, but the forefront in our mind is that uh, we wanted to continue the good work that missionaries have done and spread the good news. There's 90 churches in this district. Now, we're talking about village churches, um, meet under the palm trees on a Sunday, uh, but they don't have a lot of support, not many pastors. They're the little Bible college there trying to train pastors, and we want to support that network because that is a network which has brought uh, some education and some medical work into that area, but very little. And that's the other side of it that we really want to, the humanitarian side of, to bring education and health services to people in that region. A great dimension to talk about when you appreciate that you've got to work entrepreneurially in order to actually get infrastructure in place and your motivation, of course, is the mission activity. Now, right now, the barge, this is not something that's pie in the sky somewhere down the track. You've got the barge, it's operational, it's in Australia and you're training pilots to get those relevant tickets to be able to operate it. How's that all working for you? Yeah, great. The uh, the barge hit the water um, uh, December last year, and uh, we've now got three trained captains uh, to sail that, and they're training another three. Uh, that takes many hours. It's it's moored off of Victoria Point, and uh, Fridays and Saturdays are their training days, and uh, we're now also taking folk who want to. We can take up twenty at a time. Um, and uh, they're making a donation to do a trip. So when the fellows are training, they're actually having people there as they do beach landings and, and manoeuvres. Uh, barges aren't easy to operate. They're flat bottom, uh, very um, susceptible to wind and current. So it takes uh, it, it takes about 60 hours of, of work for uh, someone to become efficient enough to be able to drive one. That's not me, by the way. I don't have those skills at all. Uh, I'm excited about the idea that uh, somewhere down the track, and uh, COVID has got a, a bit of a <laughs> an issue there, but somewhere down the track, you're going to be able to bring pastors in and out much more easily into remote sets of communities and remote sets of churches uh, like you're talking about. When you say there are 90-odd hmm. churches there, but you can't get pastors in and out. So uh, that's going to really create opportunities, isn't it? Yes, we, we trust that's what will happen. Um, access to this area is so remote. At the moment, it takes me between four and six days to get in and then four or six days to get out. Um, and that's a big effort when you've got to do a lot of work walking and, and canoeing up a river. So the barge is a really crucial part of not only just transporting people but transporting supplies that can sustain people to live in that area 
uh, and stay there for longer periods of time, like doctors, nurses, as well as our Christian pastors and teachers, um, to support the church that's already there. Uh, so this is look. This is a uh, unbelievable. Just what God has done and the miracles to date. Uh, you know, we could tell you story after story of just how God has supplied things. And we, um, you know, we're uh, ten years ago we thought things seemed impossible. Now ten years later, we're knocking on the door of trying to transport all our gear there to start work in country. <laughs> Uh, let me talk dollars for a moment here, Jim, because uh, you've already got a, a lot of the setup ready to go. You've got the barge, uh, but there's mm. other infrastructure required to make it all work. Uh, how much money do you need to get this project across the line, get it up and functioning and uh, connecting with these communities? Mm. Well, first of all, we've, we've raised $3 million, and uh, that's uh, virtually completed our plant and equipment. The biggest uh, thing now facing us in the new year, God willing, if we can transport with this jolly virus that's uh, held up everything, but uh, we got a million and a half dollars worth of transport bills, shipping bills, cost to get to New Guinea. Uh, we don't have any of those funds at the moment, so our prayer is that uh, there were some of your listeners and others out there might be motivated to talk to us and see how they might be able to help and then once we're in country, over a period of three years, we'll need another million and a half dollars worth of fuel. That's our estimated costs of uh, diesel cost in to actually implement the uh, project in full. Wow. Well, there are going to be people listening to our conversation who do have a real heart for mission activity in Papua New Guinea. And uh, there may be some... Uh, who are able to contribute along the way and no doubt you'd like some friends on a whole lot of different levels whether it's to be a pilot who can drive these barges and have the right qualifications to do so or whether you can be involved in support financially uh, or being a prayer partner to the sorts of things that you're doing so I'll point people to Google the name of the project now that the project is called the Gandep project G-A-N-D-E-P the Gandep project and functioning on the north side of Papua New Guinea near Medang, about 350 kilometres in the northwest. And Jim West is director of the project, Gandep project. Uh, simply Google Gandep project to connect with Jim West. Jim, uh, God's richest blessing on you as you pursue this entrepreneurial and missionary pursuit. And uh, we're going to look forward to a good story, a good report in the times to come. Thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.